All right, everybody on the count of three, let's welcome our online family and say hello. All right, one, two, three. Hello and good morning. Good. Man, it's so awesome to be. We got room for one more. Look at there. My favorite brother-in-law shows up. I love it. Man, why ain't you sitting up front, brother? Okay. <laughs> oh, man, I tell you, we have a good time here. And I often say when, you know, you see us laughing and joking, hey, don't think we don't take it seriously, but the joy of the Lord is our strength. Anybody feeling strong today? Well, anybody feeling real strong today? Man, I got a whole lot of yard stuff needs done next week. I hope to... Oh, man. <laughs> man, well, today is a great day uh, to get together. Not only that, we're going to have a little family fellowship, so it's good seeing everybody back. I know we got a few folks out, a few folks traveling, so we always want to keep them lifted up, and a lot of our church members uh, have family members that are, are under the weather, so we're lifting them up in the mighty name of Jesus. So today's message is called Recognizing the Savior. So my question is... Do you recognize the Savior at work in your life? Okay. Sometimes it's easier than others, right? Sometimes it's more comfortable than others too, right? Oh, it's going to be a long message now. Everybody goes, I don't know what you mean. Well, I tell you what, I want to kind of unpack a little bit of the story and uh, give you a little background, and that's going to set the whole foundation for what we're going to talk about. And uh, really, if you got your Bibles with you, just to save time, uh, I'm going to do a lot more reading than I have up here today. But this is actually our, our main verse is going to be in Luke 24:15, And I'm really going to start about verse 13. And what's happening is, this is on Sunday after Jesus had been crucified on Friday. This is Sunday. Uh, the ladies go to the tomb. They can't find Jesus there. All they find is the stone rolled away. The angel said, why do you look for the living among the dead? Right? And we see that his garments, his grave clothes... And they're a little overwhelmed. And we're going to pull a lot of stuff out of the story, but I just kind of want to set the stage where we're at there, okay? So at this time, they had not seen Jesus, and they're not really thinking about him, him rising. They're still focused on the death. Unfortunately, many people are still focused on the death of their dreams instead of the resurrection of their life. Amen? You see where I'm going with this thing, right? So what I want to say is there's a couple of guys that was leaving Jerusalem. Um, this is in verse uh, 13. I'm going to read a little bit. So we've got two guys walking to uh, Emmaus, and they're walking away. I want you to see they're walking away. It's about seven miles from Jerusalem. I'm going to read a little bit and then kind of just unpack it a little bit. So it says, Jesus appears to two believers traveling on the road. That same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking, uh, walking to the village of uh, Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem, Okay. Notice they were walking away. They weren't drawing close to the believers. They were walking away. Their hopes has died on the cross because it didn't come the way they thought. Keep on rolling with me, okay? So here we go. As they were walking along, they were talking about everything that had happened. Man, they're just replaying that. Have you all ever done that? Something just going on and you're just going, oh, man, I just can't believe it. This was a big deal. It wasn't like the, only the 11 knew about it. A handful of people, all of Jerusalem knew about this, okay? So let's keep on rolling. So they keep on going, and it says that as they talked and discussed things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them, but God kept them from recognizing him. People say, why? I don't know. It didn't say. Could it possibly be that it would just be too much for them? But I, want, I think we can unpack a few things and see maybe why. All right? So keep on going here. If I can find the spot here. Come on down. He said, so Jesus is talking, and he asked them, what are you guys discussing so intently as you walk? They stopped short. Sadness written across their face. The one of them, uh, Cleopas, replied, You must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened the last few days. Do we ever tell God, what are you talking about? We want to correct God, right? We want to correct somebody else that says, hey, what, what's happening? They come in here. They, we think everybody should know as much as we know, right? 
Well, most of the time they know more, amen? The people that I follow around know a whole lot more than me a lot of times, amen? Well, take a look at this. So Jesus, on the other hand, he's not been revealed to them. He said, so what happened? What's going on? Tell me about it. See, God wants us to talk to him. What's going on? So look at this. He says, the things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said, he was a prophet who did powerful miracles, and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all who believe. Ready for this? Verse 20. But our religious priests and other religious leaders, look at this, handed him over to be condemned to death, and they crucified him. Look at right here. 21. We had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago. You notice what they say? They're talking in the past tense now. We had hoped that he was the one. We thought, you know, we had, had, had thought he was the one to rescue. How many know that God doesn't always do things the way you think he should? Amen. I got a lot of amens on that. Or in the time we think he should. But how many knows his time and his best? That's harder, to, that's harder to say, right? The first thing, yeah, buddy, yeah, buddy, oh, yeah. But it's true. So take a look at this. And I'm going to jump over here to save time on verse 25. Then Jesus says to him, he said, you foolish people. I bet you that's exactly what they wanted to hear. They're already upset, everything going on. But sometimes that tough love's got to grab you by the back of the neck and say, listen. Watch what he does. This is Jesus speaking to him. He says, you foolish people. You find it so hard to believe that all, what all the prophets had wrote in the scriptures wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? Check it out. Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things that were certain that concerned him. He brought them back to the beginning. Sometimes we got to go back to the foundation. When everything's rocking at your house and everything's going crazy and your dreams are just seem like they're going down a drain, it's good to have a good foundation, isn't it? It's good to go back to the basics. And that's what he does. He said, look, look, wait a minute. Let's walk on back through the prophets here. Didn't he say I was going to have to go through all these things? Or he said, didn't he say the Messiah, right? Would have to do that, the anointed one. And he comes on down and he says, by this time, they were nearing Emmaus and at the end of their journey, Jesus acted as if he was going on. But they begged him, stay the night with us uh, since it's getting late. And he goes on and says, so he went home with them. Look at this. As they sat down to eat, he took the bread and blessed it. Then he broke it and gave it to them. Suddenly their eyes were open and they recognized him. At that very moment he disappeared. Take a look at that. Sometimes God wants us to just walk with him and hear from him and, and, and reveal things about what he's going to do. Now I heard something a long time ago. They said there was a guy, I think it was, uh, I was doing some study, and they said there was a Russian czar years and years ago. And he wanted to know what people really thought about him. So he would dress up like the peasants and go out in there and find out what was going on. So what do you think about that Buddy Chapman guy? <laughs> Boy, it got quiet, didn't it? You know? If you just, you know, when they say a fly on the wall, maybe that's why. Maybe he just wanted to see where they were at. Maybe he didn't want to scare them. I don't know. The scripture doesn't say. But look at this. Look how he works in this thing. He goes through this thing, and I think what's amazing is, and I don't want to get ahead of myself. We'll probably talk about that. He didn't unfold the picture to them like we thought. They were thinking that the Messiah was going to be a religious leader, not a religious leader, but a, a war-type guy, powerful leader like that, you know, military man, right? But he was so much more than that. He was so much more than that. A lot of times we think Jesus is, is just somebody we come to on Sunday. He's so much more than that. Or somebody we just come to when things are tough. He's so much more than that. He is the creator of the universe. He's God. 
Man, let's take a look at these things here. So if everybody's doing good, I'm going to go ahead. That's a little background what's going on. And I like this part on Luke 24, 15. It says, as they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. Is the Lord walking with you today? Is he with you? He said, he never leave you forsake you, right? But sometimes when we're going through, I want to talk to my online friends. Sometimes when we're going through some stuff, we feel like we're alone. Let me tell you, I was talking to some friends today, and you know where I pointed them when something's going on in my life, where'd I go? I love Romans chapter 8. Therefore, there is no condemnation in those in Christ. Read that whole thing. Apply it to your life. Nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Is anybody excited about that? Say amen. Well, let's keep on rolling. So a lot of times when things don't go the way we think they should, we get a little overwhelmed, just overwhelmed, don't we? So my first point on here today is that they got blinded by disappointment. Anybody ever got blinded by disappointment? Man, y'all got it made, don't you? They just say, keep on talking about it. We got burgers burning in the background. Yeah. Well, but it's so much more, right? So take a look at this. What was happening in their life was that, whoa, I got a little click happy. Their hopes were crucified. Look what I got here. Write this down if you want to for later on. I said they were so focused on their plan for Christ that they missed God's plan for the world. Come on now, that was good stuff right there. The Lord gave that to me right, right last night. We get so focused on, on our plans for God, right? God, you need to do this. God, you need to fix this. God, you need, God, God, God. We start giving them the grocery list. We start unpacking things, everything else. And instead of saying, God, what are you doing in my life? We go out and say, why? Why is this happening? Does he work all things together for good? Absolutely, Romans 8, 28. Is it always comfortable? No. See, I think a lot of times people just get half the gospel message and they say, oh, Jesus loves you, everything's great. Well, Jesus does love you, and knowing him is great. But what does he also say? There's trials and tribulation in this world, right? He said, but be a good cheer because we overcome the world through him. Amen? So what happens is a lot of times in our life, and I'm trying to take the message and put it into today's application, is don't try to put God in a box. Amen? He won't fit. He owns the box. He's got the whole thing. It's all about him. Let's keep on rolling. What else did we see through that passage? Their focus was on the death, not the resurrection. Come on now. While both of them are important, I choose to look at the victory of the life. Yes, he needed to die for our sins. Remember, he rose. We are not under the law. We're under grace. We're going to talk about that. We have a living Savior. See, that's what I'm talking about. A lot of times people got dead religion. I got Jesus. How about you? Man, I get excited about that. I was talking to a friend of mine at work the other day, man. He said, yeah, he was just sitting there like that. I was telling him some more, telling him some more, man. I said, man, this is what God's been doing. This is what God will do in your life. This is what he's been going on here. And, you know, sometimes it's good to recount your blessings. Amen? Anybody got a blessing or two to recount? A whole bunch. You got up today. You can see today. You can hear today. Anybody got an appetite today? Amen. That's a good thing. So there's always something to be thankful for. Don't focus on the death. Focus on the resurrection while we do not want to discount his death because that's what sin does, right? Sin kills. Sin kills your dreams, relationships, trust, all those things. And that's what was put on the Lord Jesus Christ. But the good news is what? He is risen. So let's keep on rolling with that. Anybody excited about that good news today? So what else was happening? I said on that Friday, things were pretty dark. But Sunday was coming, wasn't it? The light was coming on, man. Things are getting better as they go. Victory would soon be revealed. How many of y'all have victory in your life? 
Some of you are still waiting for victory in your life in certain areas. I think all of us can say that. We're still waiting for victory, the fullness of that in certain areas of life, in our life. However, the victory, the greatest victory, knowing Christ, being sealed with the Spirit, and being able to call on the name of Jesus anytime. You know, I always tell my kids, I say, it's not like your minutes are up with God, right? It's not like, oh, you know, your GPS recomputing. God's there. You can get a hold of him anytime. No busy signals. None of those things. But how often do we call him up? Jesus is on the main line, right? Most of the time we call him up is when we got a problem. Now, we got moms and dads, aunts, uncles, cousins, everybody else, husbands, wives, boyfriend, girlfriend. I think we covered about everything. How many people love it when nobody's, the only time they call you when something's wrong? Nobody. Right? Nobody. I say this every time I talk about it, man. I got to do it. I had a buddy of mine, and most of the time he would just call me up when he needed something. The last time my buddy called me up, he goes, man, I know I only call you up when I need something. And one day, I'm going to call you up when I don't need nothing. But today is not that day. I need something. <laughs> I said, I can deal with that. At least he was honest. He's like, man, I need to borrow a guitar. We got to play. I said, okay, come on, get it. You know? But he said, hey, you know, one of these days I will call you. I hope today is the day that we call the name of Jesus because, you know what? One, we are in need of him, but two, that we desire him. Do you desire to go deeper with the Lord? I was praying this week, Lord, show me every fiber in my life that you're involved in. I know I can't even take all that, but I want to know more and more and more. I went by the credit union, and I saw one of our sisters in the Lord, and we were talking about different things going on, and, and uh, her and her husband pastor a church over in Fox Hill, and we were just talking about different things that God was, was moving and stuff, and I had this bracelet on. And I was sharing about, you know, Brother Dave going through different things like that. And she said, wow, that's really amazing. And I said, you know, keep, you know, keep our church family lifted up and different things like that. That night she got home and took a picture of this. Her daughter brought one home from school. She says, man, it's everywhere. I said, just like Jesus, isn't it? Everywhere. Now you say, well, what's the big deal? Sometimes something just like that, maybe a little bumper sticker, maybe it's a nudge, maybe it's a phone call, maybe it's a note, maybe it's a text message. Somebody just says, hey, I was thinking about you today. Anybody like to get an encouraging text message every now and then? I know I do. And you know what? I do get them, and I appreciate that. I get a lot of them that are not so, so much either. But you know what? Maybe it's my turn to pass on the blessing then. It's not a one-way thing. Relationships are a two-way thing. Living and breathing deal, isn't it? Isn't that so true? Can you imagine being in a relationship and all of a sudden say, well, I need gas in the car. Hey, I need some more lunch money. Hey, you need to fix that out front. <laughs> Y'all pray for me. I did fix the light out front, though. But, I mean, you get all these different things. We get list over the love. We get task over the time. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes it's just good to do stuff together with your family, isn't it? Anything, you know? Doing anything. Uh, probably anything but weed eating. I don't know. You know how what I feel about weed eating, you know? Y'all have to listen to another sermon on that. But victory would soon be revealed to them as they're walking along. And God chose to start unpacking that thing right before their eyes. So here's my question. What disappointment has blinded you? Ooh, it gets quiet. You don't have to shout it out. I just want you to think about that. What disappointment in your life has blinded you to the things of God? Everybody has some painful times. I never, ever, ever, ever minimize somebody going through some stuff. But sometimes when you sit down with other people and they share a few things, you find out you got it made. That ever happened, y'all? 
You start to, oh, I got to do this, I got to do this, and man, you're list. Oh, you're the only one in the whole wide world, and you sit down with somebody else, and you find out, wow, maybe I got it made. That helps keep us balanced. Amen? That helps keep us praying for one another and counting our blessings. Amen? So don't let something in your past rob you of an excellent future. Amen? Does God got a good plan for your life? Sure does. How do we start grabbing hold of that? By faith. Does that mean it's always going to be easy? No. But you know what? It's worth it, isn't it? Anybody ever saved up for something? Took a long time. So it's something you really wanted, you saved it, and you got it, and you go, whew. Hopefully it was worth it, right? Have you ever put a, put a whole lot of effort in anything and come out the other side? I don't know. Think of anything. Maybe playing music. Maybe on a football team. Maybe a cheerleader. Maybe, I don't know what it is. And you come through that other side and you go, wow, it was worth it. That's what God says about you. You were worth it. Jesus went through all those things here. Beaten, bruised, poured out his blood. Because why? You were worth it. Amen. Let's take another look at what we got. So I said this. I said, ask God to help you to recognize the blessings in your life. We talk about that a lot. Why? Because it's necessary. It's necessary. You've got to count your blessings, man. You'll just get overwhelmed, wouldn't you? I'm going to share the story. I know we got a lot of new faces. I remember one time I was going through a difficult time. There was a whole lot more month than there was money at my house. Anybody ever had that happen before? I'm the only one. I should have called y'all. I was like, hey, cook me up. No. And, and there was this different thing. Every, you know the things, the month where everything comes at one time. It's got to go. And you're going, hello, checkbook. Man, what's going on? And I was whining a little bit to God. No, I wasn't. I was whining a lot to God. And I was out in my garage, right? My garage, you know, one of those garages where you got to go like this to get through stuff. I go, man, Lord, I'm just so tired of this lack. And immediately the Lord says, show me your lack. Ooh, two cars. Got so much junk in the garage, I got to walk like this. Everybody eating, we never missed a meal. You know, be nice. <laughs> be nice now. But think about that. And I had to recalibrate. I said, Lord, I'm so sorry. See, a lot of times we can look over what the Joneses have. Or whoever. Smith, Jones, whatever. I don't know, poor Jones family get, get tackled all the time down I don't care what the Joneses got. I don't even know any Joneses. Yeah, dude, we, got, we do got Joneses across the way there. Okay, you guys got talked about today. But think about that. There's a lot of times we're always looking at the neighbor instead of looking at the Savior. Amen. How many got plenty? You know, we are very blessed in this country. Very blessed. And I'm not discounting. Sometimes we go through some time that, you know what, there's areas of our life that we need a situation or something like that. And that's all right because, you know what, as the body of Christ, hopefully we can come along and help with that as God uh, puts things in our life to share and help. Man, that's just fellowship. That's, that's the power of unity, amen? So there's a few things that I pray that we take away today from just this slide here. And here it is. Is God revealing something new to you? Is God revealing something new to you? Here's one. Is God revealing something old to you? Maybe it's a course correction. Maybe there's some, that one thing God said, you, you remember we were going to deal with that? You hadn't dealt with that. You know exactly what it is. I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, and, and God says, uh, you know, we need, to, we need to make some adjustments on that. How does God do things? Is it always poured through love? Absolutely. Always poured through love. 
you know, when you're, when you're teaching your kids and, and sharing things, you don't do it just to be mean, do you? Right? You love them. You're trying to, you're trying to save them uh, from, from some heartache, right? Has anybody ever helped y'all with something? I don't think that's a good idea. Oh, you just don't want me to do that. Ow, I can't believe I did that, you know? <laughs> something like that. Oh, man. I thought it was a great idea when I was younger to take the bicycles we had, take the front wheel off one bike, shove it on the back wheel of the other one, and make a two-seater bicycle. That was cool. Oh, so if you can do two, you ought to be able to do three. <laughs> Tanya also said, she said, you are a topper. If somebody does one, you got to do two. If you do two, you got to do five, right? You're right. I said, we ought to be able to do three. So we, I talked to another little kid to taking his wheel off his bike, and we beat it onto another one. So we got on there, right? We're going. I said, well, I'll get on the back. I'll be the caboose. Not a good plan. You were talking about where's my mama live? Y'all know where Andrews is? <laughs> it probably got some skin down there right around Grimes. Because when they turned, I went, woo! Not a good plan. And my dad goes there, he goes, I can hear my dad right now. What were you thinking? One of the most things my dad would say to me, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? And I go, I wasn't. See, we go through life a lot of times, we're not thinking. We're just doing. Sometimes we need to be thinking. We need to be seeking the Lord. Great thing that it probably broke with three, because I'd have had 27 on there if I could, you know. I just kept on going, you know. See what's going on. And my, my dad says, son, why do you always try to make equipment do what it doesn't do? I buy you a bicycle, you take the wheel off. I get you a motorcycle, you ride on the back wheel. What are you doing? You know, I had a motorcycle. I said, man, I bet you that sound good if you took that pipe off. Wow, 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 wow. Guess what? The cops can find you faster if you're louder. That's not a good plan. Yeah, I don't know why they call the police on us. You're riding through the man's backyard. He's watching a football game. They're going to call the law on you, you know? And so you keep riding. You go, how did they know I was here? You can do, yeah. So we just get loud about stuff when it don't go our way instead of getting plugged in and focused on the answer that God has for us. Amen? So what I want you to see here is don't get blinded by the disappointment. They were very blinded by the disappointment. They were not focused on the resurrection. They, were only, they saw their hopes die. Now, you know what? Real quick, I want to pull in a couple of little things I learned this week when I was going through this passage the Lord was showing me. Prior to that, a little bit higher up in the, like 24, 23, this happened on Friday. You guys know he rose on Sunday. Now, there was a big stone in front of that tomb, right? But the Bible talks about the ladies, they, they, they get up like in the, early in the morning, like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, and they're going to go, because they didn't have the opportunity, they're going to go and anoint the body. Guess what? There's a big boulder in front of the door. Do you ever think about that? They didn't, because love was on the scene. They're like, we got to do it. We just got to go. See, they didn't think about what they couldn't do. They thought about what they must do. And when he got there, God said, already supplied. He was ahead of the game like he always is. Amen? But you never, I never thought about that. And it, my point of that is, why am I even bringing it up, was that they were so focused on the love and what they wanted to do and what they had for him that they were not going to let a stone, come on now, stop them from doing what they wanted to do, preparing things for the one they love. Amen? A lot of times, situations will come up and there will be different stones in your life that are rolled in front of you. Amen? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Different things, different tasks, different situations, different speed bumps and bruises. Keep trusting God. 
if you've got a word from God and lines up with his word, keep on pushing. Don't be blinded by disappointment, all right? Just keep focusing on the victory of Jesus. Everybody say what? Amen. We're going to pick it up now. So going back to our scripture, it was a revealing walk, wasn't it? They were side by side with the Savior. I said, God has a reason for all he does. He's never far away. I want you all to hear that. Let me hear you say, God is never far away. Do you believe that? I want you to, that's going to help somebody this week. That's going to help somebody right now. It's good to know that God is always near. Just hold on to that. Even if we don't realize it, and even if we don't recognize it, right? That doesn't change the truth. God is working everything for the greater good in our life. There's a lot of times we don't know how that is, but his ways are not our ways. His ways are much higher. But can we trust God? All good gifts come from God. Is he faithful? Amen. I want to build your faith today. I want to encourage you in the Lord today. All right. So it's a revealing walk for the disciples. What else we got going on here? Jesus used the word of God to guide their faith. Now, I want, to, I want you to look at this here. Notice in verse 25 that I was talking about here. He says, I'm going to go back step by step and take you through the prophets. He was refreshing their mind. No doubt. He said, hey, you know what? There's going to be a, a child that's going to be born. Call him Emmanuel, God with us. Going on through the different things there. You know, I'm just picking and choosing. But Isaiah 53, maybe he talked about that. About the crucifixion. Maybe he talked about some stuff in Psalms or where, we, where we clearly see that he was going to be crucified. Maybe he was bringing that back to their memory. Notice something else. He chose to use the word of God. Ain't that amazing? Does he still do that? Absolutely. Is he the same yesterday and today and forever? Absolutely. Does God still use his word to protect us, correct us, and grow us. Absolutely. See, a lot of times if we can't see it, we don't believe it. You ever had anybody like that? When I was doing a lot of street ministry, I'd have people, well, I, I, just, I just don't believe that. I said, I'm sorry that you don't believe that. That's where faith comes in. I said, so are you saying if you can't see it, you don't believe it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I said, what color is air? No, what color is it? Clear. No, my glass is clear. I can see that. What color is air? You see what I was doing there? See, you're relying on it. You're trusting it. You're breathing it. It's giving you life, but you can't see it. You see the effects of it. You see the wind blow, hair blow, all those different things, right? Little pinwheel, all those things. But can you see that? That's where faith comes in. There's a lot of times we can't see it, but we know it in here. You know, the Bible talks about, even later on in Scripture from that same walk, he said, didn't our hearts not burn with compassion when that man spoke? In other words, man, we missed it. We were walking with Jesus. Right? Is there things in your life, you're sitting here maybe today, you're listening later on, or, or going down the road and God is, is tugging on your heart in a certain area, right? I go to my mom's pretty much every day. I pretty much go the same way every day, unless the Lord said, don't go that way. You say, what do you mean? Sometimes, even though it's longer, I'll take the interstate. I'm thinking, why are we going on the interstate? I don't know. But I want to be listening to that small, still voice. Amen? Who is it that God's put in your life, and he says, I want you to speak to them. I want you to talk to them, right? Maybe it's not just the direction that we're going, but maybe it's the direction that we're walking that God will use us in a time such as this to impact somebody else's life. Amen? How many people are glad that sometimes people just show up at the right time? Isn't that amazing? 
A friend of mine, I was hoping he's going to make it a day. He got me a new friend the other day. And if you're listening on here, man, I hope you enjoy this here. So I'm, I'm going to share this. The other day, I was at work, and uh, we take turns offloading these trucks, okay? And a truck driver came in. I've been doing this for 32 years. I see a lot of truck drivers. And this guy comes in, and I go, hey, man, what's going on? So I start talking to him a little bit. Now, he'd been with the company over two years, right? But I'd never seen him. So he said, man, I wasn't even supposed to run this route today. I said, I wasn't even supposed to be out here today. My buddy had to go do something. So I said, that's all right. So guess what we start talking about? <clears throat> Guitar. <laughs> I got you, didn't I? I got you, didn't I? We started talking about jamming. You know, I say, hey, man, I play a little guitar and stuff like that. And God used that six-string string cold bar to open up the door for me to share about what God's doing. And we had a great time. Now, usually it takes 45 minutes to offload the truck. I don't know how long it took that day, but I talked about Jesus. I talked about you guys. He shared a couple of things. Man, I was ripping the dollar and doing the stuff, and we were talking about guitar and Jesus and more Jesus and more Jesus, more Jesus. And I finally went, whew, and guess what? Then everything filled up. Mm. Perfect timing. And both of us recognize that as a divine appointment. So you know what? I'm hoping my buddy gets to listen today. I hope he's encouraged because you have been an encouragement to me. God will put people in your life at the certain time that you, you, sometimes you don't even know you need it. You ever had meet somebody today and then yesterday say, remember that guy said something about that? That lady said something about that? Or maybe you're just flipping through and might watch this message five years from now and go, I can relate to that. God's word doesn't have any expiration date on it. Amen? And you got to watch expiration dates. My mom and dad got stuff that came over in their medicine cabinet on the daggone from the pilgrims. I was looking, I said, oh, man, I got a headache. I was looking over there, flipped through there. I was like, what is this? You never know, honey. I know. If I take that, I'm going to die. We got to purge those things, man. You know, it's my mom and dad don't like throwing away nothing, right? Anybody like that? I'm getting like that. I'm turning into my parents. Denise is like, that microwave's got to go. But I might take it to work. Well, I didn't take it to work. Why are those lights out there? Me and Kevin are going to put them up there sometime. When? When? I got to get back with you on that. You know? And, and so my, my, my carport is shrinking. You know? So now she, she's very graceful with that. She said, we, she gives me a deadline sometimes. We need to get that done by such and such. And I need that. Do y'all need that? I hate to say I need it, but I need that sometimes. You know what I mean? I need the list. Okay, I said it. I need the list sometimes. I don't like the list. Anybody got a list sometimes? We got a list. But I've been busting my list out this right now. I'm telling you. Got the ice maker fixed. Got the house power washed. All those things. You know what I'm doing? I'm counting my blessings. I'm counting my blessings. And I don't know what it is. Every house I've been in in the last two weeks, and I go in there, it breaks your ice machine. This thing was going this morning. Going, it'll go somewhere else. Man, my mom's making noise. Look out, man. I think God's trying to tell us something. You know what I think he's trying to tell us? Don't be a, a stone-cold Christian. Get on fire for the Lord. How about that? We'll take that. I believe that there's a sermon in everything that we do. Everything we do. Every, everything God's showing us. Amen? So he's revealing things in the world. What is God revealing to you? He chose to go through the scripture and use our ear gate instead of our eye gate. Amen? He works all things together for the good. God was transforming their lives. Amen? Walking with Jesus will always reveal the truth. Amen? Always reveal the truth. God is never going to deviate from what he says in his word. Let's keep on rolling here and pick up some speed. When the perfect time came, he revealed himself to them. Mm. Have you ever been going, Lord, what's going on? I just don't understand. I don't understand. Lord, I don't understand. I don't understand. And poof, 
All of a sudden, you understand. Or, just like Angela was preaching the other day, we'll look at a scripture, and we get it, and we go, oh, okay, I understand what that is. And then a week later, a month later, ten years later, you read it again, and you go, wow, there's so much more. Did you know what? God is a so much more God. We are never going to bankrupt God of blessings, amen? You can't pray too big. You can't trust too much, you know? You can't out God's grace. I want you to hear that. You can't out God's grace. Pastor Buddy's not saying live your life any way you want to. I'm saying that you know what? It's already been dealt with on the cross. When you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, God starts doing a work in your life. He seals you, it says in, in, in Ephesians 1. It seals you as a deposit, as a guarantee. His spirit comes and lives with us. Anybody think that's a pretty good deal? I was saying something the other day at, at Bible study. That I don't want to invite you guys. We won't be there this Tuesday, but every, other, every Tuesday from here on, as far as I know, at 7 p.m. And I was thinking about that, just different things that God does. And I said, man, you know, at the end of the day, God gets us and we get him. I think we get the best deal. But there's something in you and you and you and you and you and you that God says, oh, no, no, I got the best deal. Man, isn't that amazing? Think about this. This has popped in my mind. Folks that that's, has some children, when you got that baby, that man, man, I remember Jesse was my last youngest one, so this is the closest on my mind. I, so I said, man, I just love him. What did he do? Nothing. I just loved him. Then I think, oh, he's never going to make a mistake. <laughs> no, I didn't think that. And I got proof now. Amen. That's my boy. I got two of them. Yes, indeed. What I'm saying is when God saw you, he says, you're amazing. You're awesome. God is working it all together. God sees the best in you even on your worst day. Somebody say amen. If you have a tough day, let me tell you what God still says. I still love you. When you blow it, God still says, I'm there for you. He lets you take a, 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 a regroup and, a, and another way back, and we come on back in, a course correction, and keep on rolling. It's a revealing walk when you walk with Jesus. He's revealing himself, and guess what? He's revealing things in you, too. Sometimes it's not always pretty, is it? Amen. I go, I would not pick me. How about you guys? I'm just being honest, right? But then God said, but there's so much more that I want to do in your life and through your life. How many people want to, want to go out of here big? I don't care about money. I don't care about fame. I'm talking about impacting people's lives for Christ. That's what I'm talking about. That, see, at the end, that's, what, what can you take with you? If you take diamond rings, somebody's going to, you know, dig you up a thousand years and cash them in, you know, whatever, something like that. What can you take with you? You can take some souls with you. Amen. God can use you to bring others to the kingdom. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's what I call paying eternal dividends. Can't take my 401k. Don't need it. Don't need it, right? I do need it here, right? <laughs> but you know what? God knows what we need, and God supplies all our needs. And as we walk with him, he reveals the truth to us. And look at this here. I said, the more they spoke, the more they talked with the Lord, he will unveil things to you. I said, whether it's by sight, revelation, or his word, notice Jesus refreshed their minds with the teaching of scripture. Then he chose to reveal the natural side. It took faith first. And then they moved into the natural. Amen. Everybody doing good so far? All right. Everybody's still hungry, right? <laughs> so going back to this recognizing the Savior, I want to take a look at this and get ready to bring it home. 
Will you know him through his word? You know him through his word. I said, God is always looking like his word. You can always tell God because it's going to line up with his word. My awesome mother-in-law who has been praying for me for a long time. I, you know what I found out? She was praying for me ever since Denise was born. Did y'all know that? Because she pays over all her children for a wonderful husband or wife. Right? You didn't know you, but you was going to get, did you, grandmama? She's still praying. <laughs> and she's still praying. But you know what? You pray over your kids. You want the best for them. You want God to bring that man or that woman in their life that is going to pull the gold out, that's going to, to compliment them, right? That's what I want for my boys, right? Lord, bring them the lady in their life that's going to come alongside and help them and love them and when things are tough, still be with them and, and, and bring me some amazing grandbabies someday or something or whatever, you know? I got some, I got three grandkiddies right now. We're moving on. Everything's good, right? That's good stuff. So through his word, you will know him through his word. That's why the enemy wants you to keep the Bible shut. Do y'all hear me? He wants you to keep the Bible shut so you just won't know about the Lord. Let's keep on going. You will find him by faith. Knowing God is through faith in his word. Faith in who he is, amen. And I want to just give you a little bit of a little study in this week. They said that your Bible, I don't know if you knew this or not, has 20, it's a, it's a quarter prophecy. It's loaded with, you know, you got history, you got poems, you got songs, you got this. Actually, like 26% is, is prophecy. See, for the person that said, well, I just don't believe that. See, when they start looking at the prophecy, it starts unpacking and unfolding and everything else like that, God, God's got something from there too. Look at all the different things that God said he was going to do, and he's done them and still some more to come. Amen? Look at that. People say, well, I just don't understand. I don't, I don't believe that. Look. He told him, just like he told him, he went back through the prophets and he told him, hey, look, he's going to suffer these things. He's going he's to die. His, his blood's going to be poured out for, the, for the, the sin of the world. He's going to rise on the third day. Amen? When we go back there, that was spoken way back. Even, even, before, they had, even before they had the crucifixion, like 800 years before that, the Lord's given to the prophets, telling them, this is coming. This is coming. What is God sharing in your life? It's coming. I don't mean bad stuff, although there may be some tough stuff, but you won't go it alone. Amen? So... Are we recognizing the Savior? Amen? You will follow by love. How many people love the Lord in here today? Amen. All right. Does he get first place in your life? Some days yes, some days no. Let's be honest. But Lord, help us to be an every day. Yes. A every minute. Yes. And when we miss that, don't beat yourself up. Don't plow backwards. Don't let guilt get in there and separate you from the promises of God or try to because God's not going anywhere. Amen? God's not going anywhere, but grab hold by faith and follow by love. Amen? Here we go. You will experience him through communion and worship. How many people love praising the Lord? It's more than jumping up and down and all this. It's a heart connection, worshiping who God is, the one that created the universe, the one that gave you your sight, your hearing, your, your speaking, your heartbeats, everything else, man. That's the Lord that loves us. Amen? That's the one that's given it all for you. Anybody excited about Jesus? Man, I get excited about what the Lord has done and what he is doing. It's not, I can tell you this, I do this. This is not a job. This is a calling. This is what I do. I think I would pop if I couldn't do this. Amen? I got to tell somebody about Jesus. I got to. 
You know? And because you know why? As Scott says, that's my job. And I know what he means by that. He doesn't mean he's punching a time clock. He means that he is so grateful. How could I not share that with somebody else? How could I not tell somebody about how much God loves them? How can I not tell somebody, say, guess what, you're amazing, right? How can I not share that? But a lot of people are not ready to receive that because of the guilt, the shame, their past, past disappointments, all those things. Let me tell you what. God has a purpose for your life. Let him reveal that to you and through you, and you will be amazed how it comes around. Amen? So my question is this. This is the big question. I've got two big questions, and we'll finish up here. Do you recognize the Savior? That's the big question. Do you recognize the Savior? Do you recognize Jesus Christ as who he says he is in the Bible? Not just say, yeah, I heard about that. When I'm talking recognize, I'm talking about that is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. That is Jesus Christ. He is my Savior. I've made it personal. Have you made it personal? I don't care what Grandma thought. I don't care about what the neighbors, neighbors thought. Love them. Everybody's good. You have to make it personal for you. It's the day that day. You say, oh, I went to church ever since I was a little good. Do you know Jesus? I've heard all the stuff. Well, uh, well, I go to church every now and then. Do you know Jesus? Well, my grandma played the organ in the, in, you know, in the, in the choir. Do you know Jesus? Have you stopped and said, Lord, today I'm calling on you. I'm putting my faith in the finished work of the cross, the death, burial, resurrection. I know, you know what? See, this is people don't want to talk about this. There is a place called hell. Don't want nobody to go. Don't want anybody to go. You don't have to go. But there's only one way out. And his name is Jesus. Amen. That's the good news. That is the good news. That no matter what your past is, no matter what you're going through right now, no matter how many times you failed somebody, say amen. God is willing to love you through that to the greater good. Amen. You know, you, have you ever been around people that have been through some tough stuff and come out the other side? God just uses them amazing. It's just amazing. You know, how many times do you think, how in the world could God ever use me? You have those moments? Man, but I just blew it, buddy. Yeah. I want to tell you what, if it was not for the grace of God, I wouldn't even walk this way. I am not counting on me, friends. I am counting totally on the finished work of the cross. I'm counting on what Jesus is saying that he'll do, what Jesus has done, and what he has called us to do as believers, man, to get out there and share that good news. Next thing, and the last thing, does the Savior recognize you? What do you mean, buddy? Does the Savior recognize you? When you stand before the Lord, is he going to say, come on in, my good and faithful servant? Or is he going to say, depart from me, I knew you not? Woo! This is real stuff. This is the time to get it right. Does he recognize you? Not because your hair was straight. Not because you put $10 in the church pot. Not because you never missed a Sunday. It's because... You have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. I'm going to bring that to a close right there. Do you have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Somebody get excited if you do. Because I'm going to tell you what, that is what it's all about. Can you tell I'm excited today? I'm excited anytime I get to share about Jesus. Because it's life changing. You are no longer on your way to hell. You are set in the family when you call upon the name of Jesus. When you put your faith in the finished work of the cross. That's the gospel message. That's the good news. 
Not only did he die, but he rose, amen? He's sitting on the right-hand side of God interceding for you and I. That's the message, man. He said, well, it sounds like last week's message. It's the only message. Amen? I'm not going to change the message. It's good enough for God. It's way good for me. How about you guys? But I want to get it to you today. So let's go ahead and pray. And I want you to open your heads and your hearts and your minds and anything else. Just let other stuff go and listen to what God says he'll do. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The gospel message is this. The good news is this. That all has sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But here's the good news. Jesus came and paid your sin debt in, in mine in full. He poured out his blood. He gave his life so that you could have his life, the new life. How do we do that? I got to be perfect? No, Jesus was perfect. You just got to believe it. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Got folks been here for a long time. Got folks who listen and been in church a long time. That's great. I want to ask you something. If you died today, do you know for sure you go to heaven? So many people, some of well, I hope so. Friends, I'm not talking about a hope so gospel. I'm talking about I know so. I know what the Bible says. And the Bible says that there's one way to heaven. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Have you grabbed hold of that promise today by faith? And ask him simply, humbly, Lord, come into my life. Lord, help me. I know that I'm a sinner. I need your grace. I need your mercy. I believe you're son of God that takes away the sin of the world. Lord Jesus, come into my life today. I believe that what your sacrifice was, was more than enough. You took care of everything. In Jesus' name. Amen. And before we glow, I want you guys to take a look at this. One of my buddies from work put this, uh, sent this to me the other day. Can you all see that? Charlie Brown, I couldn't put it any better than that. He said, he was just thinking, if a blind person hears me, could they tell I was a Christian? That's only a question you can answer. If a deaf person sees me, could they see Christ living in me? Wow. I say amen, amen. I'm going to sign out to our family here, and we're going to get ready to see what else God's got for us. I hope you guys were blessed by the message today. Friends, if you got any questions about what's going on, it's so good to see everybody here. It's great to see people coming online. Share the message. I want to encourage you guys to share the message. You never know who might hear this, see this, and change their life. God can use you by pushing the button and sharing the gospel message. We love you guys. Have a great day. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.